Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. We know a lot of you have questions about the market and how your money is doing with everything that's been going on. On the show today, you'll hear a lot about Pat's five-step retirement review and how it could help you get some answers. You can take advantage of it today by calling 803-9-RETIRE. That is the easiest way to remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. You can also check out the website, Retire with Pat. Com. And Pat, we have a lot of economic news to get to on the show today. But first, I found this article that showed some of the impacts on the economy that I hadn't even thought of before. And um, well, I'll just ask you, take a guess at one industry that's in crisis mode right now that you may not have suspected. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, that's maybe um, too big of a question. I don't know. Well, I yeah, I mean, because there's definitely things like, you know, <laughs> cruise ships are in crisis, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? So that, but, but that's probably not a surprise. No, so. no. It's, um, it's champagne. I, oh, okay. The champagne industry is I in crisis I would not have thought mode, that. Right? Because nobody's celebrating. Now, alcohol sales have gone up, and I have bought my fair share of <laughs> boxed wine and beer and all the things like everyone else, but nobody's buying champagne. So they are trying to figure out what to do. They're actually going to be having, champagne producers are going to be having a crisis meeting <laughs> later this month. Yes, to determine if they're going to destroy their excess grapes or sell them oh, to wow. make hand sanitizer. Wow. So let's talk about that for a second, Pat. Champagne hand sanitizer. <laughs> wow. This is fascinating to me because I, uh, I'm i not a fan of uh, champagne. Because you're so. not as fancy as me, Pat. Well, I, and it's it tastes gross <laughs> is really the big thing. Okay. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, the sweetness is just not my yeah, my thing. Not your so, thing. as someone who doesn't normally drink champagne and I avoid it at celebrations, I guess I was I was assuming there some people who like champagne were just drinking it, you know, just right. not at a celebration. But clearly, that's not the case. You no. have to be celebrating something. You do apparently, and uh, you know, nobody's having celebrations and and weddings and all these things where we would typically. Drink champagne just aren't happening, so now we might be toasting out 2020 when it's finally behind us with champagne hand sanitizer. <laughs> it might be what we're doing. I don't How know. How fitting would that be? It would be so appropriate. It really would because it's been rough, hasn't it? This yes. year, this year has been rough. All jokes aside, we recently even Pat had the worst quarter on record in the second quarter. And, of course, we know why. It's what we've been talking about with the pandemic. Everything shutting down really sent the country into a tailspin after 11 years of economic expansion. I have a quote here, Pat, from Gus Fauché. He is chief economist for PNC Financial Services Group. Yes, the second quarter was awful. The third quarter will be better. Uh, but we're still down significantly, and it's going to take a long time for the economy to work its way back. So there you go. Words like awful describing what's been <laughs> happening with the economy. But at the same time, we do get some conflicting news. It seems like there there are some signs of the market rallying and things like that. What do we make of all the conflicting reports and conflicting economic news? Well, the thoughts that I have, first of all, Jen, uh, I had seen the report about the second quarter being the worst on record. Mm -hmm. And what's astounding about that is I, I believe those records go back to the 1940s. Wow. So you're talking, you know, 80 years uh, and, and it's the worst three month stretch. That's really quite remarkable. First of all, the, the second comment I would make is just to reiterate in every conversation with every economist, portfolio manager, investment company, 
there is a word for this year and it is unprecedented. Mm, and that yes. is what they are all saying over and over and over again. And so it really just reminds you of the power, the importance of planning and also diversification, divvying things up, not having all your eggs in one basket. You know, if it, you had all of your retirement savings in a cruise line stock or something like that, just imagine how catastrophic that would be for you. And of Oof. course, that sounds silly, but people uh, have a lack of diversification all the time in so many different ways. And so that's just an extreme example to use. But that's one of the things that we always come back to is we want to have some type of spreading of risk as much as possible. And it doesn't mean that anything, certainly nothing was perfect this year, but you just want to try and weather the storm because there obviously will be good days at some point. We just don't know when that's going to happen. Right. There's a lot we don't know. And everyone's trying to figure out what's going to be happening with the economy for the rest of the year. Jerome Powell, for example, he is, of course, the chair of the Federal Reserve. He says it's still a little bit early to try to make too many predictions about the recovery throughout the third quarter and into the the rest of the year as well. Now, his take, Pat, he says the economy's full recovery depends on our ability as a country to keep the virus in check. A full recovery is unlikely until people are confident that it's safe to reengage in a broad range of activities. And I think that makes sense. We have to get comfortable going out and, and spending money again, which is going to be a big part of economic recovery, right? Mm. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of those things that, of course, part of this year being unprecedented, Jen, is we no one knows how long these things are going to happen. I'm, I'm on the... Um, uh, the board of elders for our church mm-hmm. and you know every month we're meeting right you know for the last you know three four five months and every month you know there's a discussion of well what do we do now about church services what do we do about um right. sunday school what do we do about vbs and all these things over and over and over again and the answer is always how can we know <laughs> you know it's just so hard um, you know, of course, we like to do client events with our, you know, uh, parties with our clients, and we can't do those right now. When mm-hmm. someone asks me, well, when are you going to start doing them? And of course, my answer is, I don't know. Uh, it's just so yeah. hard to plan anything right now. And that's just the reality of, um, you know, where we are. But it, it underscores the, uh, you know, what we preach all the time, which is that if you have a plan, it just puts you on a solid foundation. And we found when things were at its worst, you know, you think back to February and March when markets were crashing. And, you know, no one knew if any businesses, you know, how many businesses were going to go out of business and things like that. And uh, we had a just a tremendous amount of appreciation from clients, not because our investment recommendations are perfect or anything like that, but because they knew they had a plan. They knew where they stood. They knew that they were not dependent on the market being perfect or anything like that. And it gave them peace of mind. And that's what we believe is the bottom line is that's what all of this is about. Um, If you have you know, anxiety or worry about your finances, about your retirement, that's what we would urge you. Just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. It's the reason we offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. And all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE to get started. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He's with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And as we talk about all the troubles with the economy this year and so much unknown, because, Pat, the other big unknown hanging ahead of us here is the outcome of the presidential election. We still have all of that going on on top of the recovery and what happens with the virus. So with all of these things, is it even worth considering retiring in 2020 or do we just scratch it out and make 2021 our year instead? Well, I know there's a lot of jokes about just hitting the delete button right. in 2020 altogether. <laughs> so that kind of ties in with that thought, right? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the bottom line to me, Jen, is, of course, you don't have to wait till 2021. You can retire now. The question you need to ask is, uh, how are you going to generate your income? What are the sources it's going to come from? For most people that we meet, they have some type of savings, 401k, IRA, you could be in all different types of places, but some type of you know financial savings that you're planning on using for income. So my question then is, how are you investing that money? If it is all in the stock market, well, then maybe 2020 is not the time because you have you know an unprecedented pandemic we're dealing with as a country. You have an election that certainly could have major, massive impacts on the markets. And so you, the last thing you want to do is leave your retirement to chance. So that would be my one warning is if you are planning to retire this year, uh, make sure that you are being very 
thoughtful about how you're investing your nest egg. Right. And just as we talked at the beginning about the impacts we didn't necessarily think about with the champagne industry being in crisis mode, you don't think about that when you're talking about the things that are happening with the economy. You think about what's going on with the markets and people losing money with the stock market. But Pat, there are also other things going on as well, talking about taxes down the road or maybe concerns about our social security benefits. We have to be worried about that or at least thinking about that a little bit too, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of those things where when you're closing in on retirement, that retirement date, a lot of times that's when people really start seriously thinking about their social security benefits and you know how all their income is going to be taxed. And the main thing to remember is there's a lot of great websites out there that will you know do a social security analysis for you. The one key that we always want to make sure that uh, you're thinking about is there is, uh, and I know you know where I'm going with this, Jen, mm-hmm. there's a difference between maximizing Social Security and optimizing it. Mm-hmm. And these websites are designed, and they do a great job of showing you how to maximize Social Security. But you know, of the hundreds of ways to claim Social Security, maximizing it just means you delay it as long as absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. So your benefits, you can claim as early as 62. Your benefits will continue to grow up until age 70. Um, so they're going to show you the benefits of delaying your Social Security. However, that is not personalized to you at all. That is not considering when you want to retire. It's not considering what type of nest egg you have. It's not considering any changes to your expenses. You know, maybe you're five years away from paying off your mortgage and your expenses will go down. So all these types of things have to be factored in. And what may happen is the way to maximize your Social Security may not be the way to optimize it. It might not be the optimal way for you to take it for you and your family. And so that's why we always urge uh, everyone before you retire have a retirement income plan put together for you. And what that's going to do is that's going to consider all of those things. And the bottom line is what it can do is you've worked your whole life to accumulate whatever resources you have. Why wouldn't you want to make the most of them? And so that's what this plan is going to do for you. Uh, help you create a written retirement income plan. If you don't have that, that's part of our five-step retirement review, which you can take advantage of by calling 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803 803- Nine retire. And if it's easier to punch in the numbers while you're looking at your phone, 803-973-8473 is that number. Or as Pat said, easiest way to remember it, 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. And the winner of the 2020 presidential election will be not a clue. I have no idea. If I had a crystal ball, I could tell you, but I don't, so I can't, and neither can anybody else. Look, this is Glenn Beck. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, nor do they, and that is what the stock market is all about. And with a volatile election series, you are putting a lot up for risk. I don't know what's going to happen in November. Nobody does, but here's what I do know. You need to help yourself be prepared for whatever happens. You can do that by calling Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialist right now. They've helped people just like you retire in election years, down years, up years, blue years, red years. They are prepared for whatever comes next, and they can help you be prepared too. So call them now, 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-973-8473. Preservation Specialist, 803-9-RETIRE. Glenn Beck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. to live a life of luxury without a care in the world. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat, does this not channel your inner Robin Leach, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Oh, my gosh. Of course. Gosh. Of course. What a great show that was. Did you ever watch that? Do you remember? I did a little bit. It's funny that I don't remember it being a staple in my life. And, and well. the reason I say that is I was fascinated <laughs> by math and by money, just in general, the concept of money as a kid. And, and the story I'll tie in with that is, well, I didn't watch the show a lot, 
I dreamed of working in a bank when I was a kid because my mom, <laughs> because they showed me the vault. Okay. And I, I just thought okay. that's where all the money was. I yes. thought that would be so cool to work there. In your own personal <laughs> vaults, right? Oh, champagne wishes and caviar dreams, as they said, and personal vaults of gold bars. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to talk right now about the lifestyles of the rich and famous in a couple of different ways. There are people who have been very successful and done it right, and there are also people who have been very successful, but they went from riches to rags. And it's one of those things, Pat, if you were to get on Google and if you were to look up athletes who squandered their money or actors who lost it all, there are a lot of hits that will come up. A long list of celebrities, actors, musicians, athletes, all these people who have hit hard times. And it just makes you wonder, Pat, how can so many people do this? They go through so much money so quickly. How does that happen? Yeah, you know, when I think about this, Jen, I, three things came to mind right away. One is that when the going is good, human nature kind of makes us think it's just always going to be that way. Yeah, right? yeah. So certainly an athlete or a, you know, an actor or a celebrity is making a huge amount of money, probably more than they ever dreamed of. The first thing they're thinking is that that's just going to be that way. And, of course, that's never the case mm -hmm, right. or very rarely. Um, the next is, of course, we've all seen, and this goes to the, to the show you were talking about, the expensive lifestyles uh, as, as those expenses skyrocket. And then, uh, of course, nearest and dearest to my heart is those that squander all their money. They obviously didn't have a plan. And, of mm -hmm. course, we want, we want to make sure no one does that. Right. So, so let's talk about the lessons we can learn from those people, those athletes and musicians and actors. As you said, we're at a point where they were making tremendous amounts of money, but then lost it all. Talk a little bit about some of the lessons we can learn so we can avoid something like that with our own scale, of course, where, where we are financially. But... What lessons can we learn from them? Yeah, I mean, there there are some things that are similar. Just with you know, we have less zeros uh, on the end of the yes, checks that they have, right? Quite a few. Quite a few less, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, of course, planning is a huge piece of it, uh, which we talk about, which we love to talk about on the show here. Um, the lifestyle uh, is a factor, of course. You know, we have it's a curiosity to me that we have um, just so many awesome people as clients that uh, they're lifestyles can be wildly different. You know, we can have people that uh, retire and happily spend very little money uh, and others have, you know, a much larger uh, expense. And, you know, that's one of those things. Sometimes people get curious and they ask about that. And, and I say, you know, I really truly don't care. You know, what, what, mm -hmm. what someone's spending, that's not a concern of ours at all. Our concern is to make sure that they can afford it. And that's the key, obviously, right. as far as a lesson to be learned from those that squander their money away. Well, and, and this has been going on for years, Pat. There's a an article, Sports Illustrated, back in 2015. They were taking a look at this, and they estimated 80% of retired NFL players go broke in their first three years of retirement, wow. which is unbelievable. Now, of course, Pat, their contracts and what they get paid are, are all over the place, right? I mean, you hear about some of those massive, massive multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts. Not everybody in the NFL has that, but still, they're professional athletes, so we know they're being pretty well compensated. But a couple of reasons why Sports Illustrated said this is happening Lack of competent financial planning advice and sharing too much of their wealth with family and friends. You get all these these people who come out of the woodwork when you're a <laughs> professional football player. Do you see something similar or these two things, these two factors as a concern at all for the everyday retiree? Well, definitely. You know, the whole mission behind our show is, you know, financial planning advice. Um, when I think of the number of uh, people that come into our office, so many of them have made a lot of good decisions. They've saved, they've worked hard, they've invested. Um, but, you know, there's dozens or hundreds or thousands of financial choices you have to make throughout retirement. And most of them are in shock when they realize how long of a list it is. Mm -hmm. You know, the various things that factor into how to take income and how to reduce taxes and set up your investments. So that's, that's, that's one that comes to my mind that we deal with every day. Family is a challenging one because when you have family that needs help, how do you find that balance? How do you think of others and want to help them without ruining your own finances? And, you know, we see that in differing degrees with different clients. And all we can do is be that sounding board to help them, you know, if, if they need to help someone uh, with their finances and their family, 
then we can help them see what, what are the consequences of that. And then they can kind of make that decision. So there's no judgment certainly on our part. It's our, our job to help you see what the ramifications are. And that's one of those things where I'd say there's kind of the, the setting up of the plan and there's living with the plan, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> you know, you're, you're hiring us to build you a plan, but it's not like it, it's something that sits on a shelf. You've got a real life financial planning team that's working with you throughout your retirement. And we think there's, you know, that's just tremendously valuable because you, you never know when you're going to need that. And uh, if you don't have a sounding board like that, then we would urge you to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. You can get started with what we call a five-step retirement review, which gives you an opportunity to see where you stand and if you're on track for retirement. To get started again, it's 803-9-RETIRE. It's absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Once again, it's 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. There are so many celebrities, actors, musicians, athletes, people who have been successful but who have ended up struggling financially for a number of different reasons. Uh, Pat, we can't have this conversation without bringing up the late Burt Reynolds as well because I think here is another example of someone who had so much success, so much fame and popularity and just seemed to have it all, but then struggled financially. And he, at one point, told Vanity Fair, here's his quote, I've lost more money than is possible because I just haven't watched it. And I think that is a trap that we could all very easily fall into. We just don't watch all the time what we're spending. How do you help clients come up with a budget for retirement so they can spend money confidently? We don't want people to not be able to go enjoy retirement but without worrying that they'll overspend or without being too reckless and careless with it. Yeah, the, the funny thing about this, Jen, is when I think of a budget, I think of kind of like a you know being on this restrictive thing. Right. And it really can be a freeing thing. And what I mean by that is if we put together a plan and you have an idea of, okay – you know, whatever that number is, let's say $5,000 a month, let's say that's what you're spending every month in retirement. And if we have a plan that shows that you have the resources uh, based on certain assumptions to create that income and have it increase for inflation to preserve your spending power for as long as you live, that should be immensely freeing because now you say, okay, I know what my number is. So now mm-hmm. uh, I just have to kind of fit my lifestyle into that. And you don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to worry about, well, what if I, what if we take this trip? What if we do this with our kids? Uh, or what if I buy these Christmas presents for the grandkids? Or uh, if I want to spruce up the house or redo the kitchen, we can run those numbers and we can tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. That's what you save this money for. And that's the whole goal is really to take it from a scarcity into more of an abundance and allowing you to really see, you know, prioritize what's really important to you and let you enjoy that money. That's the whole purpose of what we do. And, you know, Pat, it doesn't just impact you as the retiree. Some of these decisions can impact your heirs, your loved ones as well. Think about some of those examples like Aretha Franklin and Prince. These are people who were high-profile musicians And after they died, they left their families with estate and legacy troubles because there were no wills in place. They didn't have the right papers in place. And that's not what any of us wants for our families. Again, not saying that we have estates the size of what Aretha Franklin had or Prince, for crying out loud, but we can't overlook it. I mean, how how do you fit that into your process? Well, one of the dirty little secrets that we that isn't talked about enough, Jen, is there's a huge problem with estate planning, and that is the entire process is dealing with thinking about what would happen if you got really sick or if you were to die. And of course, none of us wants to think about that. Uh, And I remember when Janelle and I were, you know, going through uh, our plan and updating it and, and, um, you know, setting up a trust. It's hard and it takes thought. Um, But the reality is, if you work your whole life to be able to retire, you likely have enough to be thinking that it would be worthwhile to have these conversations. So we are not attorneys. We don't create wills and trusts. But for most people, it's their financial planner that is the most helpful person to start that conversation because we can help you think through what's important to you and we can think through you know, who would be the people involved in those types of situations and what would you want to happen. And of course, if you're married, for most people, you want to prioritize you know, making sure your spouse is safe and then what do you want to have happen after that? And it doesn't have to be something that you think about for hours and 
and hours and hours, but let's get that planning started and let's build it into your financial plan so you don't have to worry about it or think about it ever again. So if you don't have a plan like that yet, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now to start your five-step retirement review at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. Save Your Retirement is more than just a radio show. It's also the title of Pat Struby's best-selling book. Order yours today. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Pat. He's the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is author of the book, Save Your Retirement. Today, we're talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And if you are trying to prepare for retirement, there are a few habits you can steal or or maybe borrow, if that feels more right, from, from the super wealthy. Pat, we've talked before about some of the things that people get wrong when people aren't managing their wealth the right way. They're making the wrong decisions. But some of these guys do it right also. What are some good financial habits we should pick up from the rich and famous? Yeah, I mean, when it's done correctly, it also, to me, Jen, you see people that are wealthy that are prudent. Mm -hmm. And of course, sometimes that seems like that's the exception to the rule. (laughs) Uh, But as I started thinking about, you know, what are they doing right? It actually reminds me of the lessons I learned in my life because, uh, my parents were very frugal growing up, and I learned from them. And then when I think back to, you know, in my in my book, Save Your Retirement, in the beginning, I, I started out with a story about my grandpa. And mm-hmm. my grandparents all um, were from southern Indiana, um, corn and soybean farmers, and uh, certainly, um, you know, uh, were kind of um, traditional in mm-hmm. handling their money. And so sure. what does that mean? That means, well, you live within your means, certainly. Um, you, you don't spend more than you're making. Those are, you know, obvious starting points. Um, you don't want to have any more debt than you need. Um, so that means either being debt free or at least outside of, you know, a car payment or maybe your, your home mortgage, you save. And then once you've started saving, you invest, you know, when you have enough, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that could be in anything. Of course, that was, you know, my grandfather would buy more farmland as an example. Um, That's not something that I do personally, but but I'm investing in different ways. And I think one of the things that I thought of, Jen, that I I didn't learn as a child that I've had to learn as an adult, and it's kind of fascinating for me, especially because I, I try to live it personally, but I also see it with my clients, is finding a balance between living now and preparing for the future. Hmm. And I think so many of us, you know, it's difficult to find balance in life in so many ways. And I think most of us have a tendency to be one or the other to the extreme, either a, hey, let's live now, carpe diem kind of a thing versus somebody who plans for the future. You can probably guess which one is my nature. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. uh, so it's finding that balance and that's kind of it's a fun thing to do as someone's financial planner to help them find that balance as well because a lot of times we might be working with a married couple and each of them might be to an extreme so we want to of course try and help them both see the benefits of the other so they can kind of enjoy that money and that time more together right right and being able to enjoy it to know that you've done a good job being frugal and saving and getting to where you're in a comfortable place in retirement but then to not even enjoy it because you're worried that you're going to outlive your savings that that's just a to me that's a quality of life type of issue that you can help people deal with with the planning yeah i mean that's the whole thing about the funny thing is I was born and right, right from the beginning, I was a numbers guy and I loved working with numbers and, you know, I loved the, when I was a little kid, they do the multiplication tables and you had like the whole page and they would tell you, there's no way you can finish this in the time we give you. And I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to finish this, you know, <laughs> yes, like I, I loved doing math. And so <laughs> I thought when I was going to become a financial planner, it was having superior math skills oh. and, and the logic to make the right decisions. And while the financial planning that we do for our clients is incredibly important. 
the bottom line is how it actually affects you emotionally because mm. um, you know maybe you have a little bit more extra more income maybe you have less taxes maybe you have a larger nest egg but that pales in comparison to having peace of mind to right. not worrying to not lying awake um, having a fear you're going to run out of money and so those are the things that ultimately matter that we want to try and accomplish for our clients. Yeah, absolutely. And and let, let's go ahead and do a couple of examples of some of those celebrities who have done it right, because we, we've picked on people who haven't done it right. So now let's let's talk about those who have. Warren Buffett, as we talk about investing, um, I, I don't know if there are any other investors who are more well-known, more prominent than Warren Buffett. And he said compounding is like being at the top of a big hill and pushing a snowball down it. So we all have those, you know, Bugs Bunny cartoons in our head where somebody's <laughs> up at the top and they make a little snowball and they throw it down and then it's wiping out a village by the time it gets to the bottom <laughs> of the hill. With that visual in mind, how much of an impact can compounding really have on our retirement savings? Well, the two things I would think about that, Jen, is that is wisdom that is worth its weight in gold yeah. for younger listeners. Um, certainly, this, the earlier you get started, you start that, you have a bigger hill to push the snowball down. Right. So it's really, really important. For our listeners that are retired or, or closer to it, I think it ties in with another one of Warren Buffett's sayings, which is that the first rule of investing is to not lose money. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because if you go back over, let's say, 100 years, the average return in the stock market is 7% a year. Now, that's not including dividends. But if you actually have the actual compounded returns of the market, it's actually 4.5%, which sounds crazy because they sound like the same thing. But that's right. the effect of the negativity. That's the effect of the, the mm-hmm. market going down. Because if the market drops in half, you need to double your money now to get back to where you were. Wow. And so it's kind of hard for our brains to actually wrap our mind around it. But if you're really trying to compound your money, the biggest thing you want to do is avoid losses. And that's why we believe not having all your eggs in one basket and divvying it up. Because you might think just having your money invested aggressively is the best thing to do. But in fact, there are benefits to kind of the tortoise, the slow and steady winning the race. So let's talk a little bit about when when we think about that investment strategy, Pat, and what it needs to be like at different stages of our life. Should it change when we get to retirement? Well, this is one of those things that I believe is just a foundational thing that, that is part of our company and part of our mission, Jen, which is that it has to change. And investing needs to be about where are you at in life. Um, because there's really three phases. There's that first phase of investing when you are nowhere close to retirement and your whole goal is to save money and invest it and not worry about it because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, if you're 30 years old and you're saving a retirement account for your 60 plus, you got, you got three decades, right? So whatever the value of the market that day is, it really doesn't matter. On the flip side, when you're retired, growth is not your goal anymore. Your goal is to preserve that principle as long as possible and create as much income as you can. So that's totally, totally different. So you have to invest differently because your goals are different. And then there's a middle section there, and we call it the tr- transition from the first phase to the last phase. And some authors uh, and thinkers believe that's actually the most difficult time because there is no perfect answer to wh- how do I go from being really aggressive to being much more conservative uh, because it depends on your personality. It depends on your age, your income needs, depends on where the market is at that time. And that's really, Jen, most often when someone hires us. Um, some people hire us after they've retired, but a lot of people hire us uh, when they're in that transition, you know, 5, 10, 15 years before retirement as they're starting to think, oh, I need to start shifting my gears here. And it's a very difficult time to make those decisions. And we have just found that it can be an enormous help for people who have been trying to do it on their own up until that point. Talking to someone who's been through it with dozens or hundreds of clients can help you kind of really open your eyes to your different options and really help you make wise decisions during that timeline. So if you might be in that transitionary time, or if you're not sure, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a five-step retirement review, which includes that investment planning discussion. Absolutely no cost and no obligation. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat, talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous and another great example of someone who has made some smart financial decisions, even despite their fame and popularity, Jay Leno. Uh, he, he says he never spent the money he made from The Tonight Show the whole time it aired. Did you know that? 
I did not know yeah. that. That's incredible. Yeah, he put that money in his savings, and he worked comedy shows, and that's the money that he would spend. Now, again, we're all going to live on a, a different scale than Jay Leno and different salary scale probably when it comes to you know what he was making on The Tonight Show and on his comedy shows, but still living well below his means by saving so much. How do we take a similar approach as we prepare for retirement? Well, one of the things I think about that, Jen, is just really being realistic about what you want in retirement. And, you know, we we see this is another great example of, you know, don't let where you stand today hold you back as far as talking to a retirement planner, because we have people that come into our office and they have, you know, they can spread across the table spreadsheets of, you know, what they're going to spend in retirement. And then we have people that when we start talking about what they're going to do and what they're going to spend in retirement, they just have a blank stare because they've never thought about it. And that, you know, both are okay, you know, uh, but before you retire, we want to have a little bit of thought. <laughs> so, and so that's a discussion that we have. Uh, but it's, it's all about being realistic about that lifestyle you want in retirement. And then it's simply comparing it to the resources you have to see if that's possible. That's what we do. That's what that, that's initial retirement income plan looks like. And we can show you if it's right on track or not. If it is possible, then that's awesome because we can help you plan that out. If it's not, then it's a starting point for you to at least know where you stand, and then you can look at kind of reevaluating and making sure you don't have problems down the road. Talking today with Pat Struby, and we're talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And there's there's one more that we just have to bring up here: Nicholas Cage. Um, Pat oh was one of Hollywood's biggest stars, but also biggest spenders, and he ended up. Oh my gosh, he ended up owing big time because he didn't pay taxes. I think he didn't pay his 2007 tax bill and ended up having to pay like $6 million. I mean, mm. at multiple estates and castles. He bought some manor in New Orleans, I think, like one of those ghost tour type places. <laughs> I, yeah, crazy stuff. But, you know, if Nicolas Cage didn't think about the taxes he was going to have to pay, how common is it for the average retiree to make a similar mistake and not think about the taxes that they're going to have to pay. Well, this is a favorite topic of ours right now, Jen, because as crazy as the markets are, investing is always difficult, especially when interest rates are close to zero. Mm -hmm. And, you know, markets are volatile and you're going from trying to grow money to preserve money. There's so much to consider. But taxes are an area where we all have opportunity to save. And what happens is, you know, I don't, I've never had someone come in who, who is surprised you have to pay taxes in retirement. Um, however, um, our, the generation of people that are retiring now, they were the ones that were kind of given a story. And the, the story was just defer all your taxes to retirement because you'll be in a low tax bracket at that point. Well, guess what? Sometimes that's not the case. And we have people that are retired and they're living off of a, you know, a normal amount of income and they're in, you know, a tax bracket where they're paying a pretty good chunk of taxes. And so that's not a fun situation. And of course, one of the things we're all worried about right now with our government spending is our tax rate's going to go up. What if you're paying 15% now and that becomes 25 or 35%? That's a huge problem. So we want to do what we call proactive tax planning with our clients. We want to look at it and say, are there ways that we can make sure you're paying less taxes, not only now, but in the future? And could that save you thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your retirement. That's really exciting. Those are the types of conversations we love having. So if you haven't had a proactive tax planning discussion with anyone, we would urge you to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. That is one piece of that five-step retirement review that's absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. To get started, call 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. People ask me, should I stay on my employer's plan or go to Medicare at age 65? My answer is, it depends. Medicare is not a one-size-fits-all program. However, if you're going to stay on your employer's plan, here's what you need to know. If you work for a company with less than 20 employees, then you need to sign up for both Medicare Parts A and B because your employer's plan will consider you on Medicare at 65 and only pay the 20% that Medicare doesn't, even if you don't have it. Another one is if you contribute to a health savings account. You can continue to do this after 65, but don't sign up for any part of Medicare. If you sign up for Part A, like everybody tells you to do, then the IRS will disallow your contribution and tax you on it as income. And lastly, if you're going to retire at age 65, don't take COBRA coverage because Medicare doesn't consider this valid coverage. You'll be hit with late penalties and delays when you do sign up for Medicare. So please take some time to understand your Medicare options. 
Medicare, properly designed, will be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. To find out more about Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists, visit online anytime at retirewithpat.com. That's retirewithpat.com. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and author of the book, Save Your Retirement. Pat gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. Pat, you love answering questions. You get questions from your kids. You get questions from your clients. <laughs> People have questions, and you love to answer them. So... That's... I think I like these more than I like my kids' questions. <laughs> Those ones can be a little trickier to answer sometimes, right? Yes. Someday someday we'll just do a mailbag with just questions from your girls. Oh, and man. we'll see how that goes with Gabby and Isla. Questions I can uh, I can fill one of our segments with questions from Gabby that over the course of about two minutes. Right. So. <laughs> questions, quotes, <laughs> all of it. Well, we'll make it easy on you. We'll go ahead and open up our Save Your Retirement mailbag, and we're going to go over some common retirement questions. These are questions that get sent in time and time again. And our first question is from Chuck, who is worried about what's been going on with the markets this year. He does not want to take any more losses. How long should Chuck be in cash before he tries to get back in? Oh, wow. Well, first of all, Chuck, that is probably the most common question we're getting these days or some variation of it. And I would certainly say I'm personally not a person that has a lot of my own uh, savings in the stock market generally because uh, it always makes me anxious. But mm -hmm. man, uh, this year, it's the, you know, you need the meds to, you know, whatever the, the, the upset stomach medicine, you know, I mean, right. it is a, it's crazy. <laughs> And then we have, you know, the health scare, you have the election, you have the markets, we believe, um, just going by the math, are really, really high or even overpriced right now. So the thoughts that I would share is, first of all, um, there are two ways to protect yourself from that type of risk. There is risk avoidance and there's risk management. Risk avoidance is getting out and going into cash or something else that's safe. And then risk management is diversifying. So that's one consideration to make. Mm -hmm. The other one that I would make is a fancy term, Jen. I don't know if I've used this on the show before, but um, it sounds like Chuck's talking about trying to time the market, which of course, uh, we know even the brightest minds in the world can't do that perfectly. Right. It's impossible. There's another idea called dynamic allocation. And hmm. that means um, when you're kind of balancing your money, you're taking into consideration where the markets are. So, for example, you might say, I want to have half of my money in the market and half of my money safe generally. But right now, the markets look really high and really risky. So maybe I'm going to shift that temporarily and maybe not have half the money in the market, maybe a fourth of it or a third of it or something like that. So that's another example I would use. The last idea, I always love to talk about the three worlds of money, because a lot of times what, what Chuck is mentioning is something that's a lot of people think they have to have money in the market or basically doing nothing. And of course, you know, Jen, if you have money in cash right now, you're making 0.0003%, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like pennies yeah. um, because of where the Fed has interest rates. So the three worlds say that you can have your money in the market. You can have growth money. Uh, you also have on the other side, you have safe or guaranteed money. And then there's a middle world. We call it steady income. And that's an area where it's not guaranteed, but it's also designed to be out of the market. And so it's a way of kind of just that that risk management of divvying things up so it's not this either or. And we think that that has a lot of value, especially this year. All right. Thanks, Chuck, for sending in that question. This is our Save Your Retirement mailbag going over common retirement questions because some of these same issues keep coming up over and over and over again. And our next one from Connie, I imagine we're going to be hearing a lot more people in Connie's shoes across the country, Pat. Connie says she's worked at a local hospital for almost 18 years. She was planning to work there a full 20 years before retiring, but this year has taken a toll on her, and now she's thinking about retiring earlier than planned. So here's the question from Connie. Before I give them my notice, how do I make sure that I am ready to retire? 
Well, that is uh, the type of question that we get excited to hear, Jen, because that's really the reason we built our five-step retirement review. The entire purpose of it is to help you determine if you're on track to meet your retirement goals. Because if you are on track, then you should feel great about retiring. You shouldn't be worried about it anymore. But if you're not on track, now you know. Now you know where you stand. Then we can discuss your options. Maybe you say, I I just can't work any longer. Well, then, okay. Then Now we have to figure out, maybe you have to spend less. Or can you work a little longer? Do you want to work part-time? There's so many different ways to approach that. And Jen, this question reminds me so much of earlier in my career, as we were still kind of developing our planning process, it was actually a nurse uh, and her husband. Uh, Her husband was retired from the military. And uh, she had actually been a bedside nurse for, I think at that point, it was about 40 years. And she just said, I just, I'm I'm physically exhausted. And we did the five-step retirement review for her. They came back in and we reviewed everything. And she kind of said, so what does this mean? And I said, well, it means you all have done a great job and you can retire whenever you want to. And she just started crying. Uh, and it was a life-changing moment for her. And that's, I'll never forget that because that was many, many years ago. And, you know, we've worked together uh, all that time and, and they've traveled the world. And uh, it's just awesome to see that you can actually, you know, have a, make a difference for someone. That's, of course, what is exciting for us. But Jen, that's the whole purpose of the five-step retirement review. Help you see where you stand today and where you want to go in the future. And let's make sure you're on track. Now, if someone thinks they could possibly benefit from that, that's why we offer that absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that's why we offer that five-step retirement review. Call right now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I am Jen Rizak alongside. Uh, this is our Save Your Retirement mailbag that we are going through right at the moment. And I am looking for our next email here. Uh, this one comes from Dale. Dale says, we were not planning to retire for several more years, but we've had some health issues come up. And now my wife isn't healthy enough to work. And I think I need to stop working to help take care of her. What do we need to do before we decide for sure? So this one, this one, Pat, I mean, it sounds like maybe they've done a good job getting ready, but something out of their control happened. And now they've got to rethink some things, right? Yeah. And this, you know, Dale, this, I'm really sorry to hear about the the health issues. Um, this really hits home, Jen. Um, one of the one of the more shocking statistics uh, I've read over the years was, uh, I believe it was a Merrill Lynch study that found that uh, 57% of people retire and the choice wasn't theirs. Mm, and wow. what I mean by that is it was usually, um, I think the three biggest things were uh, you know, a health issue, meant they couldn't work anymore, that was number one. Number two is being downsized, losing your job, um, which has certainly happened this year. And then uh, the third is needing to care for a family member. And so that's right exactly what we're talking about in Dale's case. And really, uh, to me, Jen, it's a similar answer. It's going through a retirement review and finding out where you stand. Because if you literally say, I can't work anymore, then we need to figure out, okay, how can you retire today? Uh, What are the changes? Are you okay? Like you said, Jen, maybe they've prepped everything and they're ready. And if they're not ready, then we need to act quickly and get them on that track. And if there's anything that's off, the sooner you fix it, the better, right? Because if you, uh, the last thing you want to yep. do is just kind of spend and not pay any attention. And all of a sudden you realize you're down to your last dollars. Uh, what we want to do is we want to be aware of that as quickly as possible and address the issue so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. And it's so important to recognize that you do want to know about these things sooner rather than later, because as not fun as it is to talk about some of this stuff, it is better to make these decisions ahead of time and have logical, reasoned out decision making rather than emotional reacting to stuff that we just didn't see coming. That's why we talk about planning here on the show all the time. This is our Save Your Retirement mailbag. I, I think we have time for at least one more question. We'll see See here, Pat. Maybe maybe we'll have two, but definitely this one. This one comes from Gordon, and really simple, straightforward question from Gordon. Do I have to wait until 70 to take Social Security? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you definitely don't have to wait until 70, Gordon. Um, so you can, you can claim Social Security as early as 62. And your benefits can continue growing up until age 70. So there really isn't any reason to wait until after age 70. 
And this is one where I just say there is no right or wrong answer. It's highly individualized. Um, it matters, you know, at what age you're retiring. It matters what type of income you need. Uh, it matters if you're single or you're married. Uh, it matters what your nest egg looks like. Do you have a pension? There's so many different variables that matter in this decision. And, you know, we've had scenarios. I'll use, you know, a married couple as an example just because that's more complicated, Jen. We've had examples where um, it actually it made sense for them both to defer Social Security to 70. I've had examples where it made sense for both of them to claim at full retirement, which for most people now is like 66 or 67. Uh, I even had uh, a couple recently where we ran the numbers and it made sense for them to both claim they're both at 64 or 65 when they retired. And then another common example is um, where we see a lot of clients where it comes in nicely is one person claiming as early as possible and then the other deferring theirs until 70. So there's a whole host of options that are out there. And I would strongly urge our listeners to not only do a social security analysis, but do an income analysis and make sure it's tied in together so you're making the best decision for you. All right. Appreciate that question. And, you know, it seems like a pretty simple, straightforward question, but I guess the answer is a little bit more complicated sometimes. Sometimes that happens. What do you say, Pat? Should we do one more? Uh, I've got one more question here in our mailbag. Absolutely. Want to try it? Okay. This one's from Kathleen. And Kathleen says one of the kids moved back in with them this year, so they've been supporting her financially. Also, their oldest lost his job, so they've helped him cover his mortgage for a few months until he found work again. Kathleen says, we're happy we have the means to help them both, but now we're wondering if we can still go ahead and retire next year. So again, a lot of people are facing these types of decisions, Pat. What do you think? Well, they are. And one of the things that's been striking to me and and tough tough to see, uh, Jen, is that that idea of a sandwich generation. And uh, we see that all the time. We see clients that, just like this listener, the kids are struggling financially. We also have clients where they're dealing with their parents having health care issues and things like that. And of course, you may have both. And that's where the, this, that sandwich idea comes from. The key is to sit down we think it helps to have a, have a financial planner like us and talk about it because what it really boils down to is what are the most important things to you? And the reason I say that, Jen, is it's common for us financial people to just say you need to protect your retirement. But I remember vividly clients of mine, they wanted to spend more earlier in their retirement. And they said, we're willing to cut back later if we have to. And we reached that point. Uh, we've worked with them for a really long time. And when we gave them the news, they looked at me and they said, you know what? Our daughter had a drug problem and we supported her through that and she's come out of it. And so we think that this financial situation we're in now, is it, it actually saved her life. Mm. And it was wow. such an amazing moment for me. Here I was thinking I was giving them this horrible news. And that, in fact, they're thinking what a wonderful decision they made. So <laughs> we never assume anything, Jen. We want to help make sure that you're making decisions that are right for you and right for your family. That's the most important thing. And that's why we believe having a planner is important. So if you don't have one or if you want a second opinion, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that's 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rezac. We're glad you spent some time with us here today. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialists is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.